Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast of wrestling. This is Robbie Joe speaking. And today we have a very delicate uh, episode, a very delicate uh, topic. Uh, a lot have happened within the last week. We're talking about the speaking out movement and how this is affecting um, the whole wrestling community and the whole wrestling business. Uh, we decided, uh, Alexis and I decided not to have any guests today because we wanted to have a take. We wanted to have our opinion of what is happening. Um, this is going to be the only uh, comment that uh, both me and Alexis uh, will have on this take. It's a very delicate take and uh, we don't want to take uh, any, any side on that. Um, everything will be uh, said and told in this uh, on this episode, and uh, it's going to be very, um, I would say, um, polarized. I would say, and um, but again, uh, this is something that we don't want to hurt any feelings. Uh, we just want to be part of the solution, not part of the problems. And um, just keep in mind when you're listening to this podcast that we want the best for the community, the best for the business. And uh, under any circumstance, uh, we want uh, criminal and uh, this kind of uh, behavior um, to happen. We do not condone at all this kind of uh, behavior. Uh, we are completely against um, anything that has to be with sexual assault, anything that has to be with child pornography, anything that has to be with, uh, or anything that has to do with uh, domestic violence. We are com completely against that. So without further ado, um, uh, this is episode 10, uh, speaking out of the podcast of wrestling. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast of wrestling. This is El Presidente Robbie Joe Medina along with Boss Lady Alexis Shannon. And today, today is going to be a very particular episode. We decided not to bring any guest today. And it's a reason that um, the uh, topic that we're going to be talking today is very delicate and we didn't want to have anybody... Um, I would say attach anybody, um, you know, that whatever is going to be said here, um, we want to have a, a, a controlled environment. I know that there's a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, anger and a lot of, um, surprise as well and, and disappointment of what we see in the, uh, in the business. We're talking about the, uh, the speaking of, uh, movement. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you say surprise, I mean, the names just keep flowing in. It just seems like more and more and more, um, not only in the big leagues, but surprising on, on the independent scene as well. I mean, and when you start talking about the indie scene, I mean, that hits pretty close to home, being that probably most of us, and of course, Robbie and myself, are in the independent scene. Um, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, it's just that, okay, here's the thing, and and this is why it really piss me off and um, I mean let me put it this way when I 
when I was in the business long time ago and when I, when I left it because I, I, I saw stuff and I was so mad of how in this brotherhood, the so-called brotherhood, um, you see so many things going on, personal stuff and, uh, how, um, you don't care. I mean, you don't care. It's a, it was a backstabbing environment and, uh, there's so many stuff going on, um, at that point that needed to be fixed. But the whole, the whole thing is that you can put your grain of, uh, grain of salt, your, your, your grain of, uh, sand. Um, but it was a whole lot, uh, bigger problem. And maybe, um, you try to do the, you know, stuff for the better, but there was people who, who are not, I mean, who, who were basically pushing you aside because you were, you were the outcast on, on those situations. Yeah, I mean, it's what we call fighting the good fight. Um, and sometimes that can get exhausting when you continuously try to fight the good fight. And it seems like you said, like you keep getting pushed aside. Um, but even to piggyback off of that, sometimes it seems that it's uncool to do the right thing, right? Like you don't fit in, like you said, you're the outcast. If you try to call something out, if it's not right, or if you try to just do the right thing, you don't, typically you don't fit in at that point, right? I mean, people say, Oh, you're a nerd. You're this. You're that. You you just don't fit in with your friends who are all doing that that other type of stuff that you don't want to partake in. I would say. Um, so I can imagine. I mean, I imagine you saw many things being when you were actually wrestling in Puerto Rico. Um, and I I mean I can imagine you wanted to take a step back and just think like I don't know if that's right or not. You know. And for those who are, have been living uh, under a rock um, for the last week. Um, we'll talk about the, the speaking out movement. The speaking out movement started, uh, basically on Twitter where different, uh, uh mostly, um, uh, the majority was, uh, female wrestlers. Uh, they were speaking out. Basically, they were, uh, exposing, um, this talent. We talk about promoters. We talk about, uh, wrestlers, big leagues wrestlers, like, uh, indie wrestlers as well, um, about, not only sexual harassment, uh, violence, like domestic violence, and even um, child pornography. We're talking about, you know, when, when we talk about child pornography, that's, that's even worse. I mean, we're talking about everything that is being accused, I would say, um, is bad. I mean, there's nothing that is. But we talk about child pornography, child abuse, um, when... when um, Pedophilia, basically. Uh, we're talking about that. Uh, they're children. They're, they're children. And that was the, the, the part that I could not, um, you know, that, that was like the last, the last drop, the last, uh, nail to the coffin. I was like, no, uh, F that. This is, this is not something that I wouldn't tolerate. And, 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 and I could, I did not even, uh, mention anything, not even in my, on my personal page or, on the uh, PLW page because um, those are accusations. I mean, those are accusations, and uh, I still believe in the, um, um, you know, in the law when it says you're you're uh, you're innocent until it's proven uh, guilty, until you're proven guilty. And I know that sometimes you're uh, putting those accusations, um, and people putting those accusations, and you know that in in Twitter and in social media, it's the, it's the complete opposite. You're guilty until it's proven innocent. Um, but man, it's, it's too much. It's too much to bear. Um, it's too much to, uh, um, 
because it was one thing after the other. One one day I received one uh, somebody you know send me a uh, uh, a post, and then, then the very next day I received another post. It, it was con- continuously, continuously, continuously that that was and, and people that I I knew as well. Yeah, I mean, and I just want to say this for people who are in the business, whether it's the indie scene, whether it's the big leagues, as I will say, put that in quotation marks. Um, I just think that everybody has to protect themselves at this point. Because like you said, the people are innocent until proven guilty. But it almost seems that even just by these accusations being made, like we don't know how true it is or not. Um, it just ruins the reputation of that person, like in a, in a snap, like in an instant. It's really hard to bounce back from that and continue your career once you have those type of accusations against your name. So I will say people need to be... Um, you know, proactive instead of reactive, if that makes sense. So, so be proactive and just take a certain stance. And, and unfortunately, as this hurts to say, distance yourself a little bit and don't put yourself in a situation that you can ever be accused of that. Because once it happens, there's no turning back from there. People have families, people have kids, people have lives outside of the business that once those accusations are made, most of the time, all that stuff is out the window. And you can forget about that normal life you used to have or that big name you used to have. Now when people hear your name, they just think, oh, that, that person's a, a creep or a pedophile or a predator. Um, so just take those actions and, and be proactive so that you don't have to be reactive to something and try to defend yourself once those accusations are already made. You know what is really... What really uh, um, is being uh, around my, my, my head is how for so many years we've been glorifying this kind of uh, uh, behavior. I mean, when you think of the business, when you think about the uh, the wrestling business, and it's the same. I'm not talking about just the wrestling business. I'm talking about music industry. We're talking about uh, uh, acting, Hollywood, etc. What is the first thing that that comes to my mind? I mean, the uh, people. You know, guys with with different women's uh, women's uh, uh, um, sleeping with with producers uh, in the case of the movies in order to get a, a good uh, a good shot. You know, uh, or a, a main a main character on a, on a movie. Um, the uh, the he the uh, what is the word? Uh, those uh, I I, used, I forgot the, the name when. Those girls that used to, to sleep with the uh, with the musicians uh, that has a name um, groupies the groupies um, that was another you know musicians that basically the rock living the rock star is like uh, sleeping with different women um, you know in different you know having a girlfriend basically or having several women in, in several cities basically and then you know even even if you think about uh, when you hear about Ric Flair. Being this guy that being with several women, and uh, he can say whatever he wants to say to different women, and 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 basically is forgiven because um, he's Ric Flair. I mean, for for so many you know, for, since forever, since forever, will will being um, allowing that type of uh, of behavior, and uh, now and now you know what is what is different now. I mean, well, it, it goes back to what I was saying before is that's that's the cool thing to do, right? I mean, let's be honest here. 
between guys, guys don't talk about, oh, I'm loyal to one woman and it's, she's a good woman. Guys typically to be cool. And I'm not saying all guys. I'm just, I'm just saying that that, that type of people that you're mentioning, oh, because it was this woman in this city and I can get this woman because I'm Ric Flair and I can do this because I'm Ric Flair. And it's kind of a, I can do this because of who I am, you know, because of my name. Um, and it's almost a game. It's all, it almost seems cool. Uh, it's almost like a, who can outdo who, you know, who's the man because I can get more women because I'm this person or, or that person or, or what have you, you know? So that's why I say it's almost a cool thing to do, um, is, is to act that way. And, and I think, like you said, we've, we've accepted that behavior and that's become the norm for so long that now, I mean, social media obviously makes it easier for, for people to come forward and speak out on those types of things. Um, they feel more comfortable. They don't have to be necessarily right there face to face. And it can reach a lot more people that way, right? I mean, everybody hears about it. You know. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, you make, you make a, that kind of statement and basically it's going to be viral, first of all, because it, it, it's, it's controversy and, uh, you know, people look for controversy. Um, and, uh, uh, the, the, the gore also, that's another thing that people is, is looking for. Now, let me ask you something because one of the, uh, um, most common um, accusations that I've been uh, listening um, is about rape. Mm -hmm. Okay, and rape is not just um, you know putting a, a, a for, forcibly putting a, a a woman knocking her her out and then just basically having sex uh, with her without her consent. I mean, there's other steps uh, that can be considered you know, uh, rape, um, even grouping. I mean, when, when a, a flirt, when, uh, some, some flirt, flirt, flirting situation, um, you know, goes from being flirt, flirting to be, uh, an actual, uh, basically sodomization, you know, sodomy or, or, or being a, an actual rape or technical rape. So, I mean, again, this is just my opinion. I, I don't know. Like, I guess everybody has differing opinions on this, but for me, the act of like rape is the phys like being physical with someone against their will, if that makes sense. Typically, with to not get in like a whole bunch of detail here, but typically the act of like penetration would be rape or sodomy, um, sodomizing. I don't know exactly. I don't believe that the whole flirting thing is considered rape. I mean, technically, the act of rape is is being physical with someone against their their will. That that's my opinion. Um, there's some stuff that, and I, the reason I am asking is because um, I've been, I, I am very, I, I try to be as as objective as I can. I don't want to be on one side, you know. I don't want to be on black or white. I, I understand in certain moments I'm going to, you know, there can be uh, great moments. Um, and, and I'm going to put the example, you know, I, this is what I told you when, when, uh, before, you know, in conversations in private. Um, is the, for example, the fact that I am, I am, I, I am lucky, you know, I am, uh, what is called hot blooded, you know, and, um, sometimes, um, uh, it happened to me that I was talking to a, to a woman. You know, and uh, because of the way I, I talk and the way that I was basically smiling, they're basically smirking, they think that I am flirting with that person, with that lady, you know, mm -hmm. with, with that woman, um, which is not the case. Um, sometimes we tend to say some stuff that I would say is lost in translation. 
and um, that can be uh, misinter uh, it can be a misinterpretation of that, you know. And uh, sometimes, I mean, uh, with these kinds of situation that is happening, um, I am kind of uh, uh, worried about that. Now I am putting myself. Uh, okay, did I say something ever to someone that? can feel, can make feel uh, uh, anybody uncomfortable. You know that, for example, I am a hugger, for example. And yeah. you know that I, I, one of the main things that I said when, when we went started with the POW is like, uh, man, we had to make sure that we had to keep a distance with, you know, uh, female wrestling in my case and in, the, in your case with, with, with the, the wrestler, the, the male wrestlers, because we didn't want to give the, uh, the wrong uh, signals on that. You know, and um, that's basically all the thing. I mean, in one moment, um, you can misinterpret. Uh, how is that? Mis misinterpret. Uh, misinterpret. Thank you. Um, signals and uh, take to one to the to the wrong to the wrong way. Right. I mean, to that point, I think that these accusations are a little more than just signals. I think they're actually accusing someone of taking, like, acting on these thoughts that they had, like, taking physical action or, or messages or things like that, not just, like, signals or not just, uh, you know, it could, it, they're not sure. The, the way the accusation sound is it's like, this this is black and white. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this happened and it's, it's like this. It definitely wasn't anything innocent. Um, and to go back to your point about, you know, keeping your distance from the wrestlers. So I just wanted to bring up a point and this might make more sense to people listening to this now. Um, I basically, when we started POW, I told myself, I know how the business is without even ever having been in the business. I know how this is from the outside looking in, because of course, remember I was a fan first as we all are. Right. So I could pretty much tell early on, like the way the business works. And I said, I don't want that. I don't want to be part of that. I don't like that. That's not who I am. So I said, you know what? When we start POW, I'm going to keep my distance, like a really good distance. Because as you said, I don't want to ever put myself in a situation that anyone can say anything about me, that I acted out of the way, that I said this, that I was messaging this person or that person. And I think sometimes it comes off as I'm being... Again, I will say this because this is the uh, pride of this is the podcast of wrestling. Mm -hmm. This is you know after dark type of stuff that I'm being an asshole, and that's not the case at all. Um, it's just that I have to protect myself, and I have to protect you know everything that I have relationship wise, family wise, in that way because I feel that that can come in between you know you and your personal life when these type of accusations start happening. And I feel that no no one is off limits, male, female. I feel that it can happen to anyone. Even so, that remember that time that uh, about uh, Dominic mentioned about the fan, right? Yeah, it, it's not even necessarily just with inside the business. It it can actually be fans as well. I was actually um, made aware of a fan at one of our shows who was apparently looking at me in a way that someone didn't think was appropriate, someone from inside the business didn't think was appropriate and let me know about it, which I greatly appreciate because, you know, I always want to make sure that we take care of those issues, you know, before they escalate. Um, but I think it might make more sense to people now listening to this, whoever does listen to it, why I act the way I act and why I keep the distance I keep. It's not that I don't like you guys or I'm not friendly or I don't want to be friends. 
It's just that I never want to put myself in a situation. And again, I'm not saying that any of you guys are like that or that anybody's going to do that. I just feel that it's something that I need to do for myself. It's just that, uh, again, I always be, I always believe in the uh, good on people. Okay? Um, and things have happened, you know, even though, you know, things happen, even though you're a, a good person or a bad person, you know. Um, I saw situations where, uh, again, it, there was a couple, and, uh, you know, it can be their girlfriend, it can be fiancé, it can be husband and wife, because I saw all three situations along, you know, it, because I saw all kind of a situations here, uh, not with Theodolio, but in, in, in general. And um, all of a sudden, that couple broke up, and you see one of the uh, members of the couple with another person who were in the business. So they were met being in the business. You know, that's why um, it's what you say. And that's, that's, I appreciate the way that you are in that, in that situation that you keep your distance. Um, now being a promoter is, is kind of a, it's kind of different because you had to deal with the talent. Um, you know, for those who, under, don't understand why you know I, I had to deal different than than Alexis. Alexis, the kind of Alexis as an owner, is the one who deal with the uh, the logistic, uh, uh, anything that has to do with um, uh, the, the, the money part, you know, ticket, booth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She sometimes goes to uh, uh, to, the, to the locker room, but not something that she is always doing. Uh, on the other hand. Um, me as a promoter, you know, talent relations along with uh, Frankie, the award booker. So I am the one who had to deal with, with, with talent. And there was, there's been situations. There have been situations where um, we have to put like our, you know, strong uh, uh, hand. I will say, you know, the the um, and, and put the the, the book, uh, the rule book, um, in force. Because if you just take, if you allow just a little bit. That little bit will be a little bit more the next time, a little bit more the next time, a little bit more the next time. And at the end, it's going to be a whole cluster on the locker room. And you have to maintain control of that locker room um, from the beginning, you know, and it's for the good of the company. And it's for the good of all the rest of who are involved in that company. Because um, first of all, I don't want, and that's something that the guys knows. I don't want to hear any kind of situation on my locker room because I don't care who the person is. I don't care if the person has been from the beginning. I don't even care if it's a person from the board. That person is out, period. You know, if there's a situation like that, that person is out. I This is a business. This is a, this is a reputation that we have to maintain. And, uh, um, and you have to have, you have to be, straight you have to have discipline on that um and and when I, what i was going the uh the whole situation of talking you know and, and dealing with with the talent uh sometimes you have to be mindful what you say how you say it and to who you say it as well um yeah, yeah that, that's true you definitely do I, I mean what i say is it's like this is going to sound like a weird analogy. I'm just going to throw it in here because it's something I believe. 
it's like doing drugs. Like if you don't want to get addicted to drugs, don't do it. Right. So the way I feel is if you don't ever want to be accused of something, don't put yourself in a situation where anyone can ever say anything. Plus, I mean, we all know that this day and time, everybody has the smartphones. We all can screenshot stuff. And these, some of these people are still doing it. Like, hello. Have you not seen the 10 people before you that were just made examples of by screenshots of messages and, and texts and, you know, posts and all this stuff? Like, and it still continues to happen. It's like, I don't get it. Do you, I mean, do you, did you not learn your lesson or the person before you wasn't a good enough example? You thought it wasn't going to happen to you? And the crazy part is, is that I've heard even in some cases, like what I mentioned earlier, that this isn't even just limited to workers. This is kind of expanding now into the fans as well. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I've heard some of the fans saying that they were approached in an inappropriate way, um, you know, in some of the scenes. So I don't even know what to say at that point. I just think that everyone has to just be careful and just, it's a brotherhood. It's like a big family. So you don't want to like distance yourself too much because that's part of the fun of it is building that close circle and building that bond with everybody. But at the same time, you have to watch who you're around, especially because when you start to rise to the top, that's when things are going to come out. Of course, like you're doing well, you're doing well, and somebody's going to say something. Um, and that kind of leads me into my other part here. Cause you mentioned earlier, like you try to be as objective as possible when speaking about this subject. And, and I do too. So I just want to bring up, for a brief moment, the flip side of the coin that I, and this is, this can be controversial. And, and again, this is our podcast. So I'm going to say it here. Um, I don't know if I believe that every single accusation is true. I think that maybe sometimes it's the bandwagon gets rolling and people jump on it because it's like, Hey, this person's doing really well. I have something to gain here by making these types of accusations. And so I'm going to do it. Like everybody else is doing it. Now's a good time. And again, I'm not speaking on any specific case. I'm not calling anybody out in any type of way. I'm just saying that I don't know if every single accusation that's made is true. But it's, it's okay. And it's completely understandable that we have that kind of uh, um, thought. Because just imagine this. Let's say that X wrestler accused Y wrestler that there was... Uh, Let's, let's put an example. Um, sexual assault. For an example. And everybody just bandwagon. Oh no, we're going to basically um, uh, get rid of the. You know, we're going, first of all, we're going to boycott this this uh, wrestler. Now this wrestler lose all the bookings. Now this wrestler is back, blacklisted, and etc. etc. Now, let's say let's say that. Maybe one year, two years from now, or even not even one year. Let's say four, five, six months from now, we realize that that was not true. I mean, all that kind of viral thing, a viral uh, reaction that uh, the, the the whole situation, the human situation, re, uh, got um, is going to happen now. Uh, the you know. The opposite? the opposite? Is it going to go viral that I that mean, wasn't true? Probably not. No. no the, it's basically, the person's name's lost, already ruined. You lost... Uh, that that guy just lost his career. That guy just lost his reputation or her reputation. Um, and I say mostly his because most of the people who are being accused are males. Uh, the vast majority are males. Um, so that's the reason 
why me and Alexis decided not to react to anything. I mean, we, it hard, it's heartbroken. I mean, it's heartbroken because just keep in mind something. There's so many things, so many news, so many accusations going on right now that this can basically um, end with the whole business. I mean, we're talking about from, from people on, on the WWE. We're talking about Mariel is involved there. Uh, I saw today one that it was from Brock Lesnar. Um, I saw uh, Justin Roberts, the announcer of uh, AEW. Sammy uh, Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Havoc. Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim Cornette. Um, Vince McMahon, of course. Well, Vince McMahon is always, always... His name is always in He's something. always there, <laughs> anyway. Um, Joey Ryan. Um, I mean, and even in the local scene, you know, I hear from from even schools that it's been um, um, accusations. Uh, I mean, it's... it's it's big. This shit is big, when, and if yeah, when it's it, scary. When it's when it's like someone you've worked with, or someone that you has wrestled with you, or something like that, and then these things start to come out, it, it hits home. Like it hits hard. You're like, wow, like this really is a thing. Like I can't believe that this isn't just something that's happening in the big leagues that you never see. Like no, this is happening right in our own backyards in the indie scene. In to kind of pivot back to the flip side again, if these things are happening and, and this these accusations are true, then there is no excusing it. It is completely wrong. It's not acceptable in any type of way. But at the same time, we just have to make sure that it is true before we start boycotting or blacklisting someone because we have to understand the severity and the, the weight and the gravity that those accusations hold once we make those types of decisions to push that person away, the effect that it's going to have on them long term, because this, that basically their career is over. So we have to make sure that we react appropriately to each situation, I would say. But again, not justifying it, completely wrong. If, if those types of things are happening, it is completely wrong. Uh, there's no excuses. We have to we have to basically rid the business of those types of people. But I will say that it's not going to be easy because it's been like you said earlier. It's been allowed and it's been condoned and it's been normalized for so long now that it's like the old saying goes: you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Like this has been the norm. So now you go in and you try to change something that's that's been the standard for the last however long, I guess probably since the inception of the business. And people just aren't going to really be receptive to it. Um, but I will say that if it is going to change and we all pitch in together to do this, it's going to take everybody. Like, And it's going to take people like working together to, to do this thing and to make the business a better place. And to all you know, work together to rid the business of the people who are doing those types of things. Because intimidation... Uh, physical um, acts of violence, uh, domestic type things, rape, sodomy, child pornography, child abuse. Those types of things are things that you can't excuse and you can't get let's past. Let's go them. back. Okay, let's go. Because this is something that it's been bugging me so much. Let's go with the child uh, abuse and the child pornography. Who is the main... Who are the, the main fans, the, the majority of the fans? 
Kids. Kids. Of course. Okay. So now you have this ex wrestler or white wrestler and that those kids are looking forward to see. And those kids maybe on eight, nine years, but then you have teenagers, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years. And and this is what we were talking about uh um you know, before those kids are with their uh, hormones at that point, like all opens up, you know, and then um, they will see X or Y wrestler. Okay, yeah, it looks good, you know, whatever. Now, the wrestler has to be a professional. A wrestler is like being a t-shirt. I mean, you have the PE t-shirt, and maybe it's good looking and everything, but the PE t-shirt is that. It's still a t-shirt, you know. And now you have wrestlers. That are uh, basically adding those kids on their social media, and they're they're sending uh, messages. They're sending pictures. They're asking for pictures on a sexual way. You know what? How how screwed is that? I mean, how screwed is that that this wrestler? Oh yeah, just just check this out and and see how the severity of this is, and that's how it it, it really you know fucked me up. Um, let's say X wrestler goes with POW and then he make contact with one of POW's fans. I'm not saying that this happened with POW, thank God, and hopefully it's not going to happen. But let's say that this wrestler met this fan on a POW show. Now, because of that show, that wrestler now added this minor to their social media. Okay. Now, it's the whole situation between X, you know, and, and the co whole conversation between X wrestler and X fan is going to be, why? Because the, the wrestler was representing POW, you know? Right. And, and what it's, once the whole situation unfolds, what is going to say, what is going to happen? The parents of that minor and the uh, the whole family of that minor is going to say, "Oh yeah, because POW is allowing uh, predators to to wrestle on the shows and be a, a, um, a close to those children." Right. See, so, so it's like you don't even have to just watch yourself. Like you have to watch the company. In my company, I mean the wrestlers that you keep, because if they do that, it's a direct reflection on you and your company. And guess who's coming to to talk to you and your company? The, the family of that minor. They're gonna, they're gonna be upset with the wrestler, but they're also gonna be upset with POW. It's like the wrestlers are an extension of POW. Even though they don't necessarily realize it, like you're directly representing my company. So you have to watch your actions. That's why I always explain to the guys, once you step on that ring, you're, you're not, you're, you're not representing yourself. You're representing POW. And let's forget just even about in the ring, outside of the ring too, because after the show's over, if you're going and doing this and that and on social media, you're adding this minor and then pictures are exchanged. At the end of the day, people know that you wrestled with POW. People know that you met that fan at that POW show, like the example you put. Mm -hmm. So not even just while you're in the ring. Those types of responsibilities that you have to those companies that you wrestle for, they extend even further than just during the show and while you're wrestling in the ring. Those things extend to your everyday life and how you carry yourself. I mean, it would be like the same thing as, as, as one of us doing something such as that. You know what I mean? 
we we wouldn't do that because we're representing our company you see but they're also representing our company without even really completely realizing it i think at some points i will say something and i know that's something that um it's my my personal opinion um and i'm going to talk about the whole situation between uh sexual assault um group uh as a grouping grouping how do you say that Groping. Groping. Um, that's the reason I do not. Um, I don't do not like uh, intergender matches. There's so much stuff. There's so much stuff that can go wrong on an intergender match. And I go to one example. You know, something that I saw not here, uh, back in Puerto Rico, a long time ago. There was this match. It was a male wrestler. It was an intergender match. And it was a whole comedy, blah, 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 blah. At the moment, check this out. At the moment of the pin, I saw the wrestler biting the cheek, the uh, the, the butt of the female wrestler. I was there. There was no, 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 I was a fan and I saw that. I was live. I didn't see. I didn't see on TV. I I was on that match, and I saw that one is happening. I remember the match ended. The you know the guy pinned the uh, the, the the female wrestler. He won, and the female wrestler got up, did not solve the whole pin, and started pushing him and, and punching him. That the referee had to be on 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 in the middle of them. And I'm talking about it was a big company. You know, wow. and. And I saw the the, the fewer wrestler going to the to the to the locker room. What happened over there? I don't know. But the whole feud and the whole storyline continued because I saw other other matches between those two. But when you see that kind of stuff over there, I will put an example. And I know that there's going to be a whole lot of fans of of him, but unfortunately, he is one of the uh, um, uh, people who were accused. Let's talk about um, uh, Joey Ryan. He is always being an advocate of intergender matches. Now, let me ask you this: one of what, what was one of the what is two of the main moves of Joey Ryan? First of all, before you know this long, there was one I called the bootplex. What the bootplex is? The bootplex is basically a German suplex, but the guy instead of getting uh, the female wrestler by their their waist in order to do the German suplex. He grabbed her by the boobs and do the damn German suplex. Okay? How sexualized is that? And what is the other move? The dick flip. The dick flip is the one that basically he he led females and males to grab his dick and then he basically flipped them. That's wrestling. Hell no. That's basically a way of sexualizing the whole thing. And that's why we see stuff like that going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, let's go even back, like, more primitive, right? Like, male, female, like, obviously, there's an attraction. Not all the time, but that's generally how it goes. So, mm-hmm. when you add an intergender match, like, I feel like it just tempts fate. Like, it just tempts those things to happen that it doesn't need to. And especially where the business is today... Like, it doesn't need any more of that temptation. Clearly, it has, like, we're going buck wild completely on our own. Like, we, the business doesn't even need temptation. People are going, like, on a whole new level right now. Uh, and, and it goes again to, I will say, and again, this is me personally, what I believe, what I think. Um, 
the whole intergender match and internet, you know, intergender uh, fights that is that glorifies the domestic violence. Absolutely. I mean, because, as a kid, you're as a little boy. I mean, I grew up with siblings. I always heard my brothers being told, "Don't you ever put your hands on a female." Don't ever hit a girl. That was like instilled. Like that was the biggest thing in our house. Like don't hit a girl. Exactly. Ever. No matter what, don't you ever hit a girl. You basically are teaching the children with an intergender match that is okay to hit a girl. And it, it's, it can sound misogynist. It can sound machista. It can sound uh, 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 basically whatever you want to call it. But for me, the fact that a guy and a girl is is on a match and you are putting the girl on a position where it's going to be hit by a guy, that is domestic violence. And I've been told, and there's a saying that I've always been told by in my house and in, in school, you don't touch um, a girl, not even with a flower. Right. You know, you don't touch them, period. So now you glorify that. You're exposing them. And now, so, the way I see it. Now, you, you, you as, a, as a female wrestler, she was basically, she was part of that stunt. Because I cannot call that a match. That was, She was part of that stunt. Now, once you pass the locker room, what they're going to say, how, how she's going to be felt by the other wrestlers. I mean... There's no way, there's no way that she just was exposed to some sexual parody or something like that um, called wrestling that, you know, I, I never will call that wrestling. And, it, man, you just being exposed in so many ways on, on that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm so sorry. That's, I, I am not, I, I do not understand that kind of, uh, of matches at all. Let me just even piggyback again off of that. Um... Intergender matches, and this is getting slightly off topic, so we won't veer this way for too long, but basically, again, going back to being more primitive, and, I mean, ladies, I mean, they're making, women are making great strides in, in equality and all those types of things, but the, at the end of the day, a woman is not physically as strong as a man. She's just not built that way. That's just not how it goes, generally speaking, right? So... That's why there's women's divisions and that's why there's men's divisions because it's two different competitions. If you put a man with a woman having them wrestle, it kind of, I mean, I don't know. I just see it in multiple different ways, right? Like the woman is not as strong. So if the, if the guy goes over in the match, obviously she's not as strong. That's how what we expected to happen, right? And if she goes over, then you kind of bury the guy because he was just beat by a girl. So to me... At the end of the day, with intergender matches, there's not really a good outcome. I mean, that that's just my opinion. And again, I all for women and, and everything like that, and and they're making you know great strides, and especially in the wrestling industry with everything that they're doing, there's great female talent out there. But it's just like I say, science speaking in science terms, women just aren't physically as strong as a man. That's just the way it is, you know? So to have an intergender match, I feel like it's kind of one of those things that almost insults your intelligence in a way. It's like, why Why am I watching this? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I don't know. that. That's just how I feel. But anyway, severe back on track to, to what we were talking about. Um, I just, I know I keep flipping sides here. I just want to kind of 
flip back to the other side of this again. Um, I mean, I hate to say this, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get heat for this or not, but I feel like some of these girls are not innocent in the matter either. Like, I see the type of things that are posted and the type of social media, and is what I always say. Like, the things that you post and the way you carry yourself is going to attract, like, a certain type of person and it's going to dictate the way people approach you and the way people speak to you again not always saying that not saying that the women that have been victims of this stuff have have asked for it in any type of way because of their posts or anything like that i'm saying that i feel that sometimes that that can be the case and these women want to play that they're um the innocent ones and that's not necessarily the case i feel like maybe sometimes there's things to maybe lead someone on or, again, mixed signals in a way that gave someone the idea that that was okay based on their presence on social media and their just their presence in general. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, not justifying in any type of way and not saying that anybody asked for it, but I think you know where I'm going with that. With I, I understand. I understand. These guys were, it's always been, always will be a... A controversial topic and a very delicate topic and actually we did a section actually we were talking about that on a whole episode that we had to cancel I remember um, let me see how I can put this first of all and I'm going to put full disclosure the fact of a woman going on a skirt uh, on a, a mini skirt the fact fact of a woman being on a uh, uh, provocative um, outfit as a uh, wrestling gear, the fact of a woman posing a bikini um, under uh, social media, they are not asking to be raped. They are not being asked. They're not asking to be rude and being... Um, Victimized uh, or, or, or sexual for, trafficking for people or anything to be like that. Pigs, for people to be pigs and putting messages about, oh yeah, and uh, pardon my French, where I say, oh, yeah, I will F you up, um, I will, uh, I will nail you as a whatever, I will this, this or that, I will basically pay, play conga with your butt or kind of, all kind of shit that a, uh, a people will, will, um, will write to them. Okay. With that being said, there's a very thin line about how you put yourself on certain uh, uh, positions. Again, if I see stuff on my company, and I can talk about my company because that's the only thing that I can control. And I know that X or Y female wrestler did X or Y on their social media. That's her personal life. If I see on my locker room or on my on on the uh, area that my shows are running, that she's being harassed, that she's being uh, groped, that she's being put against a corner. I will call the person out and that person is blacklisted from POW. So I just 
I have, okay, I have nieces. Okay. And, and I just always tell them, hey, always remember that you have to respect yourself. Because you have to respect yourself in order to demand respect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can, I mean, I can do what I can do. What, what is what it, what it, what it, what is on my on my on my power um, to make sure that something happened? But man, I mean, I saw sometimes comments and some comments that I told you, some comments that I I was like, wow, shock about how you express how they express about X or Y, you know, um, comments. I would say and 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 messages and. Uh, you know, and I was like, man, this is like uphill battle right now. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And <clears throat> to go back on your point again, so, of course, yeah, like we have nieces. You know, I have my nephew. And, you know, something I always tell him is make sure that you, you treat the females like, like a lady. Like, because I feel that it starts at that level, too. You know, like you got to start that when they're young. Uh, but not to veer off topic, um, getting back to what you were saying um, I really just feel like it has to be stopped. And if it happens in POW, I will be one of the first ones to be like, you know what, you can hit the road. Because there's nothing that can justify it. Like, all, although I've given you the flip side, again, it's just to be as objective as possible. I'm not taking sides in this podcast at all. I completely am unbiased right now. I think that if it's happening, it's wrong. But it's like the, the saying goes, just because she's wearing this or that doesn't give you the, the excuse to do something. Like, Oh, look, because she was wearing that skirt. Look what I did. It made me do this. Or no, that's not accurate at all. Like, that's not okay. That, that you can't justify that type of behavior. Um, and I think that we have to just, like I said, work together in, in like what Robbie said, we can only control our company. So I can sit here right now and tell you that if it's happening in POW or if it ever has happened or will happen in the future, please let, let one of us know because it won't be tolerated and, and POW is a place where everyone can feel comfortable and they can feel accepted and, and they can, you know, perform uh, on the, the platform that we give them. And there's no reason that anyone should be made to feel uncomfortable in any type of way uh, by someone else. And just because a female is in the business, I will put that in quotes, she's in the business doesn't mean she's in the business for you to slide in her DMs and, and harass her and send unsolicited pictures or or to physically abuse her or, or rape her or, you know, anything like that. In the business isn't in the business for that, if that makes sense. You, female wrestlers signed for being competitors, for being wrestlers. They're not signed for being um, eye candies, for being another number that you can put on your I would say conquers um they are not there for you to uh trying to be slick okay um we we have a lot to do a whole lot to do and and sometimes I mean I saw that and, and I even told Alexis, you know what, I think PLW is not coming back because there's so much, you know, this, this whole business being so uh, tarnished with this whole situation. And it's not that it's not being happened before because, uh, I mean, since the business is business, I mean, this, this, 
kind of situation happen. And you know what? I what I believe things like that need to happen. Need to happen because you need to do a purge. You need to basically clean the the damn scene. Exactly. You have to basically take all the uh, all the, uh, the bad, bad apples and and get rid of it. But to that point, it has to happen. But this creates what I will call a fork in the road. You either go one way, which is the way of trying to purge this thing and get rid of the bad apples and bring the business back to some sort of uh, in a respectful way. Or you go the other way and it basically just gets pushed under the rug and we just keep continuing the way the business always has been and it keeps getting justified. So, like I say, this is a fork in the road and we have to go down the right path. If we take the wrong path at this point, I will say that, honestly, this is the point of no return for the business. Like, if it if it doesn't stop in its tracks right now and we start going the opposite direction, this is the ultimate demise of the business. And I say that because when you look at it, it's sad that everybody can't feel like included and welcomed in the business in terms of, do you think that people that have families right now are saying, yeah, I want to wrestle, sign me up, especially males, because maybe their family means a lot to them. And, you know, they don't want to be put in those accusations where then they lose everything because of something silly. You know, maybe it didn't happen. And now they've lost everything that they had their their wrestling career, their whole family just because of that. So I will say that people are going to step back and say, you know what, especially male wrestlers are going to say, I don't even want to be put in that situation anymore at all of being inside the business. But just imagine the, 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 the female, the women's. I mean, how they're going to feel that they are entering in something that is even worse than even worse than the military, even worse than uh, uh, a sorority, a fraternity, you know, uh, that they are going to have a target on their back saying, oh, yeah, this is fresh meat. That, that Again, yeah, and that's unfortunate. That's always, that's exactly why I made the comment earlier. She's in the business, I think, is almost an invitation to be approached in that type of way. And that's not accurate at all. It's like you said. She entered the business on a competitive level because she was either a fan of wrestling or she's just a good athlete and, and wanted to pursue a wrestling career. Whatever the reason was, she didn't enter the business and say, you know what, sign me up for all these horrible things that are going to come along with it. Because basically I'm going to be seen, and again, I'm going to say this, and this is controversial, whatever. I'm going to be seen as fresh meat and the vultures are just going to be sitting there just waiting, just waiting to get that meat. Like, like. Six of them, not even just one or two, no, like six of them, like this one's in your direct messages, this one's in your text, this other one's touched you in an inappropriate way, like, no, that's not, that's not what this is. And That, that reminds me one time, and of course I'm not going to say who, who told that, um, we were chatting, uh, we were talking in the, on the chat, on the group chat, and um, there was a situation with one of the female wrestlers uh, and a fan. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that you remember that. Yeah. Um, and uh, this guy, this fan, was basically harassing her. And actually, he sent message to us as well. We want, I want to, mm -hmm. please, I want, what is, how I can contact her, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Why and not? Actually, I felt, I felt partly responsible for that because at one of our shows, I was approached by said fan and asked if I could 
specially arranged to have a picture taken with a certain person, a certain wrestler, and I actually did that. And then afterwards I heard that this stuff started to happen, and I'll let you continue from there yeah. with these harassing... So the guy started to harassing her and uh, sending like so so many like thirsty messages and everything. And I actually asked her, so I'm pretty sure this is not the first time. So now it's basically that happened every single week. So, but before you move on from that topic, because I don't want again, I I've played both sides of the coin here. I've played devil's advocate and everything else. But back to that point, who was the first one who said I will confront the fan? And you everybody were. told me, no, don't do it. That's not acceptable. You can't do that. Who, who was the one, for the record, who said, let me know if it happens again. I'll take care of it. You were. You were. Okay. I know. You were so pissed in that day. In front even... of multiple people, I said, let me know who it is. Yeah. You were, I'll take care you of it. Almost, you almost, if you, if you actually, if the fan will be on the next show, if he will be on the next show, I, I will, I'm damn sure that you will be going to, I'm going to tell you something. Don't you ever do this again. I know you. I know you. And you, you don't you don't take shit from no one. Right. And everybody was kind of like, well, just hold on now. And I was like, no, that's not acceptable. I don't care. That's harassment. That's several messages. That's several Facebook phone calls, whatever. That's not happening. The same way that the wrestlers have a certain obligation to us as a company, I feel a certain obligation to them like, Hey, that's one of our fans that's happening on our platform that this person is pursuing you in that way. And I don't think that's okay. And it was kind of like, well, let the wrestlers handle themselves. They know what they know how to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't feel okay with that. Like this is happening in our backyard, basically. This started at one of our shows and I feel the need to be like, hey, look, that's not okay. Don't do that, you know? And so I just wanted to make, you know, make sure that came out that I was like living like I was and I'm not even super close with this wrestler but I was like look let me know like send me the stuff let me know I will take care of it like now I have no problem to do that because I feel that obligation to them the same way that they need to feel obligated to carry themselves in a certain manner you know just I just remember that and and it was like wow this happened to us, and uh, even though we're trying to keep a, a controlled environment, you cannot control pretty much everything. I was so, like, upset that, like, I couldn't even sit in my seat type of stuff. Like, I was like, I got to get up now. Like, I, I you know, I got to do something because that's not right. <laughs> that was that was something, that was something uh, pretty, pretty, uh, well, that was part of uh, some, some dark stories that, that happened to uh, on POW. Um, Luckily, we don't have many of those. That was oh my that god, was actually the only one. That was the only one, and the guy who was uh, uh, looking to you in a uh, uh, pervert way. Um, anyways, uh, we basically are almost uh, approaching to the hour, and um, there's another thing that I always, uh, you know, and I know that I cannot prevent this, um, uh, but for both, I, I would say a piece of advice for both female wrestlers and male wrestlers as well i know that when you know you're going to meet people on on the business uh this is very common you know that wrestlers uh dating wrestlers pretty 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 common um man be mindful i mean be very 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 mindful um and be very aware of the signals 
and this message is for both males and females um, be very 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 aware of the signals be very 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 aware of comments from other people about such a uh, wrestler you know and, and not talking about wrestlers because actually that can happen to um, ring, announcers, ring announcers, commentators, commentators. it can happen promoters. with uh, the actual promoter, uh, trainers, um, it can happen with, um, uh, oh my god, referees, you know, the, even the guy who put the music, you know, be mindful of the signals, because being in relationships is something and it's very it's, it's hard once you are so attached in that relationship it's so hard to get out because domestic violence is is a vicious circle okay and it basically has different steps the first steps is going to be uh the yelling the next one is going to be intimidation the next one is going to be uh, maybe a, a verbal, uh, a, 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 basically, a, 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 oh my God, assault you either verbally or uh, physically. Then it's coming to apologize, the, the apology, and then it's going to be the same cycle again, and that can include um, being jealous, you know. Uh, um, Basically, uh, being jealous of to who you, you're talking uh, to. Uh, another um, is about the manipulation, um, the um, threats. You know, there's so many things that you have to see. And you are not alone. I mean, there's ways that you can talk to X or Y. And there's there's always places that you can stay even you can stay with with one of the fellow uh wrestlers i mean this is a brotherhood and we have i mean we're close um in many ways you know but you have to be aware you have to to you have to run you have to run far away once you start seeing the signals okay it's very sad when you hear um news and you hear and this is not only in in, in the uh, wrestling industry but it's also in, in family you know in, in friend with friends um people close to you that x or y were basically receive a whole beating from their um couple just because and you feel so you feel that you cannot do anything and 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 basically you can give as much advice as you can and they would take the advice but then it's going to be another cycle you have to break that cycle it's very very important don't expect don't wait i mean people are not going to they're going to change unfortunately people people does not change okay you can tell they, they can tell that they're going to change they can tell that it's not going to happen again it's not going to happen for maybe two weeks maybe a month 
but it's going to be another cycle. It's going to escalate again. It's going to be verbally assault you. It's going to um, uh, physically assault you, and it's going to be the same thing, you know, over and over and over again. Enough is enough. If this message can change at least one person, I will be happy. But if I, I, I hope, I hope that you understand how big and how deep and how uh, delicate is the situation if you are in a toxic relationship where your your, your significant other is uh, beating you. It's so sad as well. Yeah, and just, just to close, I just want to kind of leave everybody with this. Um, there's always someone who cares out there. There's always someone you can reach out to, even when times seem like nobody cares and there's nobody around. If you're in the business, I know for sure that you know people and that you have someone you can reach out to within this brotherhood. I mean, heck, even if I don't know you and you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. You know, I'm always open. I'm more than willing to help. But I'll just leave everyone with a piece of advice as well. Um, be careful. Be mindful of the company you keep because those people can be the ones that end up with accusing you of, of all these horrible things we've talked about. Um, just put your boundaries. As hard as it is to say, you have to put up these boundaries in order to remove yourself from the possibility of these types of accusations to a certain extent. And then just to add a comment here at the end, I mean, I am elated. I'm over the top uh, about all these women that have spoken out about these things that have happened and, and the bravery and the courage that that must take in order to come forward with those types of things that have happened because some of them have been intimidated even beyond that point. Like if you ever tell X or Y is going to happen to you, I'm going to do this or that. So in order to overcome that and, and really come forward and share your story in hopes that, you know, it's going to help someone else along the way or that it's going to save another woman from the same situation that you just went through. I just want to say like kudos and shout out to everybody, all the women that have done that. Um, I think that's amazing. Uh, that's very, you know, inspiring. And, and you all have done wonderful with that. Um, on the flip side, if any of the women have made false accusations, Please understand the weight and the gravity that this is holding and the damage that you're doing every single time you do this. Uh, just know that how serious it is. And, and once you say it, you can't take it back. And that person's career, reputation, personal life are all probably going to be down the tubes at that point. They're going to have nothing left. So just make sure before you speak on something that it is indeed what it is and those are facts because those are very serious things to say if it's not true um and i think that's kind of what i wanted to leave it at um so i appreciate all of you guys for listening to us tonight i know this was kind of a delicate topic and i hope you guys see both sides of the story and and that it really resonates and gets through with with some folks um and for my part i really uh, i want to thank you also to uh listen to us on this uh such a delicate uh, topic as well. Uh, if you like it, please share because there's a whole lot of people who needs to listen to this, to listen to this message. If there's a, um, a podcast, um, a episode that uh, you should um, share, and it's not because of uh, getting hit, it's because the message has to be out. Is this one? Uh, make sure that you um, 
you know, you make your you help for the better. You 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 basically put um, a, 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 a portation, you know, uh, or or uh, put something for this business to to get better um, because this business needs that. Um, you can always follow our different platforms. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at uh, Pride of Wrestling, um, Instagram Pride of at Pride of Wrestling LLC, and on Twitter PO Wrestling um, LLC. Um, also, you can find us on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can follow uh, youtube.com slash Pride of Wrestling. This has been El Presidente Robbie Joe Medina along with Boss Lady Alexis Shannon. Have a great one.